0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Intersecting Media presents...
1: We interrupt our program to bring you this important message.
0: The next thing in late night talk. Here we go. While you're working, eating, and playing, he's watching.
1: It'll be... I go 10.
0: Keeping you informed. Thank you. Jason Page. Demented and sad, but social. Covering all the day's news from a studio somewhere in Southeast Asia. Worldwide! And talking about it with you.
1: Blah, blah, blah. You're
0: up late with Jason Page. hoo Or up early. Good morning. But just stay up. It is time. Here's Jason. Thank you so much, Chad Erickson. I am Jason Page. Uplate is live. Well, if you're watching us at 11 p.m. Eastern in the U.S., it's live for you. If you're listening on the podcast version of the show, well, that works too. Uh, we're not appearing yet in our searches on like Spotify and Apple Music because we just started uploading the podcasts yesterday, and apparently for some reason it takes a couple of days for us to start appearing there. So if you're looking for the Up Late with Jason Page podcast, which is available right after we finish the show, um, be patient. Take a couple of days. And then you'll see it there every day, Monday through Friday or... Tuesday morning through Saturday morning, whatever it may be. Gorgeous day here in Singapore where it's about 88 degrees. I think it's going to get to about 88 degrees. I don't think it's 88 yet. Uh, It's just after noontime when we do the show here uh, on Friday. So this is a Thursday slash Friday edition of Up Late with Jason Page. Or as Chad said, you could be up early. It depends on where you are in the world. I got to vent for a second. I got a vent for a minute. I've been I've been going through my own little private hell for um, several months now. Um, trying to get my dog here from uh, the U.S. Trying to get my dog from the U.S. to Singapore. It has not been easy. In fact, it's been very, very challenging. Um, One nightmare after another in terms of trying to get uh, our beloved pooch here. So, um, if anybody knows anything about shipping animals overseas, I am all ears at this point because we hired... Who knew that such a thing existed as pet travel agents? Uh, we hired a pet travel agent, somebody whose job it was specifically was to get our dog from Seattle, where I was just before I came to Singapore, to, C- to Singapore. And it's just been a comedy of errors at this point. I've been in Singapore since the day before Christmas, and my dog is still in the United States now was supposed to fly with me. There was a screw-up in the paperwork from the the person handling this at the Pet Travel Agency. And now we haven't been able to get our dog here. Short of flying back to the U.S. and bringing the dog back to Singapore, which would require me going back into quarantine for two weeks while the dog does his 10-day quarantine, which is normal for a, a dog coming to Singapore... I'd actually have to do a two-week quarantine again, which I've already done once, and I don't want to do it again. Or unless somebody flies from the U.S. with the dog and does the two-week quarantine themselves. Short of that right now, we have not been able to get the dog here. So we miss our beloved pooch. We miss him. It's terrible. It's a terrible thing to go through. Who knew that importing or exporting a dog to Singapore could ever be this challenging. But man, has it been. So if you know anything about, I I am enlisting you guys. If anybody knows anything about how to get a dog on a plane in Seattle and have it land in Singapore, I'm all ears. I'll take the money we're paying the woman that's botched this thing every which way and give it to you. (laughs) Because she has screwed this up so royally. And I don't think she's a bad person, I think she means well, but it's just been a lot of mistakes. And unfortunately, our dog and I have been the ones to suffer, and um, thank you to my friend Derek, my absolute um, gem of a friend Derek, who has literally been dog-sitting for four months now, or three months, or two and a half months. He's literally been dog-sitting for me. He's been watching Dookie this entire time that I have been here in Singapore. And he's been so good to him. So, uh, to my friend Derek in Seattle, thank you so much for uh, everything you've been doing for our poor dog that is um, stuck there. I shouldn't say poor dog because Derek's been treating him really well. All right, uh, in the show, he's been treating him really well. During this show... Uh, We'll get into a couple of interesting things in the sports and sports entertainment landscape. One of them involves Tom Brady, and it's not a good look for him. Uh, We'll explain what that is. Also, the WWE continues to take eye gouge after eye gouge in terms of publicity, and in this case, potentially legally. Uh, We'll get into that coming up a little later on in the show. And and a story that kind of, I guess it should surprise me, but maybe it doesn't. Uh, surprise me so much uh, we'll talk about the Capitol Police everybody's talked about the insurrection Donald Trump what politicians may have played a role in this but now we're starting to get into the okay Capitol Police how are you responsible for what took place on January 6th and you've got Capitol Police officers being suspended we'll talk about why we'll get into that story coming up in about 30 minutes. Um, what should be the top story of the day to me? Because I'm a geek. I always loved um, astronomy. I always loved looking to the sky. I always loved um, looking at the stars. I think the only time I ever did really well in school was I I won, like, first place in a science fair thing at uh, St. Vincent de Paul when I was in middle school. Yes, I was a Catholic schoolboy, And I had the opportunity to... Um, Go to like the state uh, science fair and present this cardboard thing that my aunt and I made. It was really cool. Um, I wish I still had pictures of it. I I don't think I do, though. So I've always been uh, one of those people that when a Mars rover lands or we do something in outer space, I'm the geek that flips to NASA TV when most people don't even know where it is or how to find it. Um, I couldn't do it with the case of the Mars rover uh, perseverance landing on um, Thursday afternoon because I was sleeping. It was it was in the dead of night, so I didn't get a chance to do it. But I want to talk about it because it's still, to me, it's one of the most fascinating stories. And it kind of dovetails off our top story that we lead off with today. <sighs> And that is Ted Cruz. Oh, Ted Cruz. Man, Ted Cruz. I don't understand. I can't understand for the life of me how inside a bubble, how insulated from the real world you have to be as a politician. I can't fathom how cut off from reality You have to be as a guy like Ted Cruz to decide in the middle of the worst winter storm potentially ever in the history of Texas, a state you represent as one of two United States senators, how you can get on a plane full of baggage and go to Cancun We'll get into the COVID part of this in a minute. But just think about the optics of this for a second. You don't have to be politician 101. You don't have to be PR person 101. And I've worked in political communications, so I get a little bit about political optics. You don't have to be a brain surgeon. In fact, you could be a guy that barely got through high school like me and probably figure out that during the middle of the worst winter storm to hit your state, people are dying, people are freezing to death in their homes with no heat, no electricity, no clean water, that the thing to do is probably not get on a plane and head to Cancun for a weekend getaway. You want to put your kids and your wife Heidi on a plane? Knock yourself out. Nobody would ever fault you for doing that. Who wants to watch their kids sitting in the cold and dealing with no power or electricity? Oh, my God, we can't use our iPhones. You want to put them on a plane, ship them off to Cancun? Go for it. Again, I don't think it's the smartest thing when I think it's one of those tier four parts of the world where you're really not supposed to go there. CDC says, yeah, Cancun, not the best place. You know, the whole COVID-19 thing, get it, potentially die, not a good move. But again, push that aside for a second. Just think about the optics. Think about if you are a person in Texas. I did this exercise yesterday on the show, and somebody thought I was meditating. Close your eyes. Imagine cold, shivering in your home, no heat, no hot water. You're burning your kids' building blocks in the fireplace because you're out of wood. You're ripping apart your fences and throwing them in the fireplace. Yeah, that's actually happening. You're cold. And then you get an alert on your phone or maybe your AM radio still works and you got batteries in it. It plays a story from the news and in that story it says, oh, by the way, your United States senator... Theodore Cruz, he's on his way to Cancun. Again, do that exercise. Imagine being in those people's shoes in Texas. I said this before, I'll say it again. You get the government you deserve. You get the government you vote for. So if you're in Texas, I sympathize with what you're dealing with in terms of Mother Nature. You have no control over Mother Nature. You have no control whatsoever over the storms that continue to get bigger and bigger on a yearly basis as a result of climate change. Oh, yeah, it's real. You have no choice in that. But you know what you do have a choice over? Who you elect to the United States Senate. You had a chance to elect Beto O'Rourke. 2018. He was out there every day campaigning. And he got close. He almost beat Ted Cruz. but Ted Cruz still had enough support. From the same people right now that are probably sitting in their living rooms, huddled together under blankets, wearing three layers of clothing, burning their building blocks that their kids had, and no longer do, to stay warm, burning pieces of their fences to stay warm. You could have had a better outcome. You could have had somebody who might have actually stayed in the state while it was freezing to death. Literally freezing to death. Think about that. So Ted Cruz had an explanation, because he always does, this was the first explanation from ted cruz as to why he was in cancun this was when he was getting ready to come back after he got busted
1: well texas is going through horrific storms and millions of texans have lost power and lost heat and have been hurt and uh our, our family was among them we had no heat and no power and uh Yesterday, my daughters asked if they could take a trip with some friends.
0: Now, I want you to think about something for a second. He just threw his kids under the bus. If you need any more proof, any further evidence, Cruz is a lawyer, I'll, I'll use the legal term, if you need any other evidence put in front of you that this is a man who will do anything to save his political hide if you need anything it's the guy that blames his kids for his bad choices to go to cancun
1: and heidi and i agreed so i flew down with them last night I dropped them off here, and now I'm headed back to Texas and back to continuing to work to try to get the power of What's happening in Texas is unacceptable, and a lot of Texans are hurting.
0: No, what's unacceptable is Ted Cruz. I mean, it is. But again, Texas, you get the politicians you vote for. You didn't get what you deserve in terms of the weather. Nobody deserves to deal with what Texans are dealing with in terms of the weather. But you deserve Ted Cruz. You deserve him because you keep voting for him over and over and over again. I want to leave this video up, and I'll just sit here and watch it. Must be nice. Airport in Cancun. And first he said, well, I was just dropping him off. Then it was, well, I was going for a weekend. I was trying to get away for the weekend. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine what's going on in his mind in this moment? Let's, let's just get inside. There it is. Let's get inside the head of Ted Cruz for a second. Did he think? I mean, you're Ted Cruz. You're not like Chris Van Holland. You're not some no-name senator and people don't know what you look like i mean there's some senators that if they were serving me my coffee at starbucks i wouldn't know who they are you wouldn't know who most of them are but this is one guy you know because he's never shy about getting in front of the camera when he's got his cause celeb he ran for president in 2016 you know who ted cruz is Did he think he was just going to be able to slip out of an airport in Texas or Washington or wherever he was and sneak off to Cancun for a weekend with his kids in tow and the wife and think, ah, nobody's going to notice me. Who am I? Ted Cruz. Nobody's going to know me. Did he really think that? Because if he is, he's too dumb to be a senator. It almost reminds me, you ever, oh God, I wish I had this scene ready to play. You ever seen The Birdcage? The end of Birdcage with Gene Hackman, Senator Keeley? <laughs> you, got, you got Senator Keeley, played by Gene Hackman. Bless his heart, what an actor. And they decide to slip out of the Birdcage, the gay nightclub owned by Robin Williams and Nathan Lane. And they decide to slip out the back. Uh, they decide to slip through the crowd. And Gene Hackman has to dress in drag. And the whole family has to dress in drag. Remember that scene with Gene Hackman? Where he's dressed in drag? At the very end. He's going, we are family. Da 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 de. I mean, it's one, of the, it's one of my favorite scenes in that movie. Is the end when they're all trying to slip out. And not be noticed by the media. Maybe Ted Cruz should have done that. Maybe he should have dressed in drag. (laughs) Instead, he just goes as Ted Cruz through an airport and thinks nobody's going to notice. Now, good old Theodore. Well... After some text messages were revealed, sent by his wife to some of their neighbors, talking about the fact that this whole thing was basically planned by the by the crew's adults to get away to Cancun,
1: well, good old Ted had to face the cameras once again. Whether the decision uh, to go was tone deaf, look, it was obviously a mistake. In, in hindsight, I, I wouldn't have done it. Um, I was trying to be a dad. and and all of us have made decisions. When you've got two girls who've been cold for two two days and haven't had heater power, and they're saying-
0: He's using his kids again. He's using his kids as a political prop again. Do you have no
1: shame, Mr. Cruz?
0: Clearly you do not.
1: I wouldn't have done it. I was trying to be a dad. Mm. And and all of us have made decisions. When you've got two girls who have been cold for two two days and haven't had heater power, and they're saying, hey, look, we don't have school. Why don't we go? Let's get out of here.
0: Yeah, let's go to Cancun.
1: Could have gone to Florida.
0: <laughs> Instead, they go to a tier four COVID hotspot. Oh, man. It's just, it just again, and to watch the conservative media tonight, namely Sean Hannity, try to defend this. Oh, well you could telecommute, you could call in remotely, kids are, are doing school from home. You get the government you elect, you get what you vote for. Or don't vote for if you don't vote. Again, while you're freezing your ass off, Ted Cruz was on a nice cushy airplane seat flying off to Cancun with his family. And again, I don't fault sending the family there. You have the means. I don't have any issue with you saying, I'm going to send my family there. I don't have any problem with you as Ted Cruz looking out for your family to send them there. You didn't have to go. You didn't have to go. Your state needed you there. And you could say all you want. Well, I got on the plane and I immediately realized this was not a good idea. No, you realized it wasn't a good idea when people took out their cell phones and said, oh, look, there's Ted Cruz. Oh, I'm going to take a video and send it to TMZ or CNN or Fox News or MSNBC. (laughs) Then you knew it was a bad idea. That's when you knew it was a bad idea, Ted. Not a moment sooner. Because guys like you, you have no conscience. I wonder what Glenn Beck thinks about this. Remember when Glenn Beck put all his eggs into the Ted Cruz basket? Remember when Glenn Beck put all his money—he put a ton of money behind Glenn Beck—and uh, Glenn Beck put a ton of money behind Ted Cruz in 2016 when he was running against Donald Trump to win the Republican nomination. Remember that? Ted Cruz was... That was the horse that, that Glenn Beck backed. I would love to know how Glenn Beck defended Theodore on on Thursday back in the U.S. for this. Oh, I'm sure he found a way. I'm sure he twisted himself into a pretzel trying to figure out a way to defend Ted Cruz. I'm just sure of it. Some of these people just have no shame. Meanwhile, they're going after Joe Biden because he was supposed to fly somewhere and didn't on Thursday. Oh yeah, because there's a blizzard in the northeast and in the mid-Atlantic states and they kept they kept Joe Biden in the White House instead of having him travel. And again, Go back to something I said on yesterday's show. May have heard it in the podcast if you went back and listened. You cannot work with these people, Joe Biden. These people do not want to work with you. They cannot be trusted. I know you'd like bipartisan legislation and get Republicans on board with some of your initiatives. Do these strike you as the kind of people that are gonna that are gonna come along for the ride on the on the Joe Biden Acela from Delaware to Washington? You know they're not. In your heart of hearts, you've got to be smart enough to know they're not coming along for the ride. Ted Cruz got on an airplane in the middle of the worst winter storm to hit his state in generations. You think this is a guy you could trust to help you? He didn't even want to help the own, his own people in his state. Didn't even care enough to stay in his home state. You think he's gonna help you? He's only looking out for himself. But I will say this: the campaign ad just wrote itself, right? Ted Cruz running through an airport like OJ, running through an airport in uh, Cancun, while people are freezing to death in in uh, Texas. Ted's doing his thing, hopping over lounge chairs to get to that rent-a-car. He's doing his best, OJ. You kids probably don't remember that ad. It's one of those moments where I feel old. Up late with Jason Page. I am Jason. Thank you for being with us on this uh, Thursday slash Friday, day four of our work week. Uh, Once again... Excited to announce Uplate with Jason Page, the podcast. This show kind of condensed a little. We take out the breaks, and we put it into a podcast now for you each and every day. Go subscribe, Uplate with Jason Page podcast. I don't know if you'd be able to find um, the Uplate with Jason Page podcast on all your podcasting platforms yet. So I'm saying subscribe, and I'd like you to, and maybe you're listening after the fact, and, and maybe now you can, but unfortunately, uh, we're not on every platform because it takes a day or two for it to to get on a platform. Yeah, we can put a car on Mars, several of them. We've got like a a, a, a rover lot on Mars, which I'll get to in a second, but we can't figure out how to get a podcast up on Spotify, you know, the first day we put up a podcast. Why why would we do that? Up late, we'll continue. We'll get to Mars in a moment. All right, we welcome you back up late with Jason Page on this Thursday night slash Friday morning, Friday afternoon, depending on where you are uh, with us in the world and when you are listening. We appreciate you doing that. Again, the Up Late with Jason Page podcast as well, if you're listening that way. Uh, we very much appreciate it. Uh, we've, we're doing a lot right now uh, with Intersecting Media, which is uh, the, company that, the media company that I've launched based here in, in Singapore. And we've got a lot of other fun things planned uh, for the Intersecting Media brand. So if you haven't done so, um, follow us, like us, subscribe to us, Twitch. The intersecting media page, twitch.tv forward slash intersecting media. We're on YouTube, intersecting media. Just search for us there. Uh, Facebook, intersecting media Facebook page. And on Twitter, last but not least, uh, we are there as well. Intersecting SG is our Twitter company profile account. Uh, and I am on Twitter as well at the back page. Again, hit me up on Twitter. At the back page, anytime you um, feel the need to send me something good, bad, or indifferent, I'm okay with it. Um, I want you to think about this for a second. We were talking about Ted Cruz and people in Texas who are freezing to death. And again, it's one of those things that... It makes you wonder, what if NASA just ran the world? What if things were run as well as NASA... I mean, think about this for a second. We've got like a, a veritable car lot on Mars now with all the different rovers that have been sent there by, by NASA, right? And we can't get the heat turned on in Texas. We can't get the power turned on in Texas. A snowstorm was all it took to cripple the state of Texas. But as you look on the screen right now, for those of you watching the show, You'll note that there is a vehicle that just landed on Mars that was traveling 12,000 miles per hour. 12,000 miles per hour. And was slowed to a crawl so that it could land softly on another planet that no humans have been on. At least not that we know of. And now that rover, that vehicle... Is gonna run around Mars and collect samples, take pictures. And we can't get the heat turned on in Texas. It makes you wonder what 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 a world would look like if NASA ran it. Might be expensive, because NASA doesn't do anything cheap. Costs money. But still, I I'll pay for something if I know it's gonna be done right, damn it. I'll pay, I I always say this about going to restaurants. I don't mind paying a lot of money for a good meal. I don't mind dropping, you know, 30 bucks on a steak or even $100 on a steak. You know, you go to a Ruth Chris or a a Morton's. I don't mind dropping a, a big amount on a check to go to a restaurant. Back in the days where I actually had money, you know, we used to, and, and used to, get things from restaurants, you'd get the opportunity to go to eat at, you know, some of these places you'd never otherwise be able to eat at, and you drop a, you drop $100 on a meal, you know, and you know what, the meal was really good, so okay, I'm good with that, now, I dropped $65 at a Outback Steakhouse here in Singapore recently, it was one of the worst meals I had, it was a $20 meal that I paid $65 for, That I have a problem with. You're paying taxes in Texas and all these different parts of the country where the government runs so inefficiently on the state level, on the federal level. That's a problem. What are your tax dollars getting you? Potholes in the roads, things like that. NASA just put a frigging car on Mars. That's going to roll around the, this Martian planet and collect samples, and take pictures, and do a whole bunch of other different experiments. We can't get the heat turned on in Texas. Makes you wonder, what would, what would the world look like if NASA ran it? But I'm always fascinated by these, these rover landings, and what we always hope to find on a planet that's supposedly billions of years old. And that's where the conversation sort of veers off into another topic I am fond of talking about, and that's religion. You can go through the Bible backwards, forwards, upside down, any way you want, any interpretation you want. There's no mention of Mars. There's no mention of other life forms around the universe. There's no mention of little green men running around the the planet of Mars. And we come back to this conversation time and time again of, are we alone? Now I sound like the late Art Bell. I sound like the late Art Bell talking about, you know, conspiracy theories and Area 58 or whatever it was called. But But it's always an interesting conversation to me. Because what happens when we do have definitive proof of other life forms, humans or otherwise, and not humans, but other worldly uh, universal beings that aren't us, that don't, don't look like us, no matter what you are, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, whatever you may be. What happens, and I think religion has to be horrified I think all of these different religious sects, all of these different religious persuasions have to be terrified because they think, you know, the world's only 2,021 years old. You know, there's BC, there's there's AD. And there are people who legitimately think the well, Adam and Eve, the whole Adam and Eve thing's real. Well, what happens when you start to make these true discoveries of how old the planet is, how old the universe is? It blows religion out of the water. Now, they'll find some excuse and some way to contradict themselves and, again, twist themselves into pretzels like they're on a twister mat and to try and legitimize whatever religion they're trying to get you to buy into. But at the end of the day, when we do discover life somewhere else, or we are definitively visited by life from another planet, what are, what are all these religious fanatics going to say then? And by the way, don't get pissed at me and send me angry tweets if you're the guy that goes to church on Christmas and Easter and thinks you're religious. You're not. Okay? That's fake. That's phony. Oh, but I pray to my God when I go to bed at night. Really? Really? Clutching your Bible? Stop it. Be ridiculous. I grew up Catholic. I talk about this all the time. I grew up, I grew up Catholic. I was raised Catholic. At one point, I even thought about entering the priesthood. I was heavily involved in the church. I was a lector. I used to get up at the lectern and read the readings at Mass. Every week, I was there. Unlike a lot of you phonies that call yourself religious people that don't go to church, I was there every week. I was a believer. And I'm not an atheist by any stretch. I'm, I'm an agnostic. I'm honest enough to admit to myself that I don't know what's on the other side of this when I die. When my physical being my heart stops beating I don't know what happens I'm spiritual I don't believe this is the end I don't believe that just this life on earth is it when our heart stops beating we, we cease to exist I think there's something else after but I'm, I'm not arrogant enough to say well yeah I know what it is and don't call it faith it's arrogance you have no proof I operate on proof I operate based on science and evidence and proof. We all have to have faith in something to some degree. But at what point does it get silly? At what point do you start to sound a little illogical? Right? We just landed a car on Mars on Thursday. The United States did. I say we because I'm still technically an American, even though I'm an expatriate, and live on the other side of the world. My home country just landed another vehicle on Mars. And that's really cool. But as we get further down the trough, we might make some discoveries that make a lot of people around the universe and around the world, this world, very uncomfortable as it relates to the idea of whether or not we are alone. Let's talk about the Capitol Police. We'll do that next. All right, we welcome you back up late with Jason Page on this Thursday night slash Friday. Get to a couple of sports items, kind of sports items. We'll do that in uh, about 10 minutes to wrap up the... Thursday slash Friday edition of our show. Don't forget, like us, leave comments. You see the chat box. You can write in a thought on anything we're talking about uh, as we go through this show. So it was only a matter of time, and it's been kind of happening throughout this entire process of investigating what happened on January 6th at the Capitol with the riots there. But you now have a situation where... Um you're starting to learn more and see more as it relates to the evidence of the Capitol Police and wrongdoing by officers. I don't want to say involvement with the insurrection, uh, because I don't I don't think we know that yet. I don't think we have any evidence that Capitol Police literally plotted and conspired with the insurrectionists to storm the Capitol and put the lives of People at risk. Might that be uncovered? Uh, Possibly, but that's speculation. And we try to stay away from that on, on some level. But right now, you have six Capitol Police officers that have been suspended. Six. You have 29 others being investigated for their alleged roles in the plot. Now, if you look on the screen, you'll see one of the images right there. That image right there of a Capitol Police officer taking a selfie with the one of the insurrectionists. And this is the problem for a lot of these police officers who may have gotten caught up in the moment or may have had involvement in the Capitol Police riots. This is one of the problems for them. There's video everywhere. And they should know better that there's video all over the Capitol. There's cameras all over the place. And they're good cameras. They're not, you know, the gas station convenience store cameras that look like Bigfoot entered the store. And oh my God, look at that. It's Bigfoot. These are good videos. So, and you've got people cell phone footage. You've got people that were arrested at the Capitol, insurrectionists that were arrested at the Capitol. Their phones have been confiscated. They're finding evidence on those. Acting Chief Yogananda Pittman has directed that any member of her department whose behavior is not keeping with the department's rules of conduct will face appropriate discipline. Back in January... 10 officers were under investigation, 2 had been suspended. So now we're up to 6 and 29 under investigation. And again, one of the suspended officers you saw in that picture there took a selfie took a selfie with someone who was part of the mob. Another wore a Make America Great Again hat and started directing people around the Capitol building. Now, to me, to me, that sounds like somebody who's involved in a plot to overthrow the government. You have a Capitol Police officer directing people around the... To your left, you'll see the bust of Thomas Jefferson. Be careful not to you know, smear feces on that one. Oh, you with the Confederate flag, you might want to go that way. Can you imagine? And again... There's a lot of video to go through, a lot of other open source materials to go through. And there's so much turmoil right now with the Capitol Police. And again, if you're a Democrat or a Republican working in the Capitol, how do you feel? How do you feel knowing that? the people that are sworn, that are have sworn an oath to protect and defend you while some did amazing work Eugene Goodman the officer who literally saved lives we saw what he did just for Mitt Romney alone you've got some of these officers who did brave heroic work and some have died While others were doing this, taking selfies with people there trying to do harm. And that doesn't even get into the whole thing about police officers that came from around the country and took part in the insurrection. Tough guys with a badge. Those are the same ones that pull you over for speeding and talk trash to you and act like they're tough guys because they got a badge and a gun. They're the guys who got their asses kicked when they were in school. Now they're taking it out on you. Those inferiority complex cops. Yeah, they went to the Capitol too. At least seven officers in five other departments across the country are under internal investigations Because of their presence in the Capitol. Social media. Hey, take a selfie. Let's put it on Instagram. A TikTok while we're storming the Capitol. One officer in New York, one in Philadelphia, two in Seattle, two in Virginia, one in Texas. Under investigation for potential rules violations. Additionally, some departments have been contacted by the FBI, according to this story. As part of their criminal investigation into the overrunning of the Capitol. The number's just going to get bigger. And that's why, look. Nancy Pelosi wants a 9-11 style commission to investigate this. And I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Left, right, center. I don't care where you are. Everybody should be demanding a thorough investigation of the assault on the Capitol. And there's just, there's no getting around it at this point. Everybody should be demanding answers as to how and why something like this could happen. And I think we will get that commission. And I know some people are going to say, well, you're going to put partisans on it and they're going to blame all the Republicans. And no, and that's why you need to have people from both sides of the aisle on this commission. You need to have people that are Republicans and Democrats alike, that are not in the House or the Senate, to come in and tell us exactly what went wrong. But one thing's for certain we have to find out if police, we have to find out if police from the Capitol were involved in this in any way. And if they were, they need to be hit with the harshest punishment imaginable under law. Because a message needs to be sent that something like this can never happen again, and it certainly can't happen again with the help of the law enforcement that are sworn to protect and have sworn an oath to do so. We'll wrap it up with sports next. All right, we welcome you back up late with Jason Page. I promised it was a quick break, and it was. And um, final segment of this Thursday slash Friday edition of the show. And again, if you're just tuning in, maybe you're just popping on, finding us on Twitch, Periscope, YouTube, uh, wherever you may be watching us, Facebook. Um, a reminder: we now have the show available via podcast. So if you don't need to look at me, you can just listen. Uh, the podcast will be out every single um, morning. If we put it we put it out in the middle of the night, but you might be sleeping. So that on your way to work, you can actually listen in uh, and see what we were talking about the night before as you were counting sheep, as it may be. So a uh, couple of sports things I want to finish with. One with Tom Brady. Now, anybody who's listened to the show in, in the first couple of weeks we've been doing it knows I have waxed poetic about what Tom Brady accomplished in winning um, a Super Bowl when he's basically the same age as me after going to a team that didn't make the playoffs last year. And yes, I know it's a different roster and all that stuff. But you got to respect what the guy's done on the field. This is not a story that has a good look for him, though. Uh, The folks at Pro Football Talk have the story. I almost cringe to read it because anything that Mike Florio does, I'm I'm always a little leery of. But anyway, uh, the headline... Petition for Tom Brady to return PPP loan passes 160,000 signatures. Did you know Tom Brady received a PPP loan? Tom Brady made an extra $2.25 million, Mike Florio writes, during the Buccaneers' 2020 playoff run. It's an extra $960,000 that he got from the government, though, that's got people talking. There is a petition at Change.org aimed at getting Brady to return money that TB12 received from the Pandemic Drive Paycheck Protection Program. You're probably sitting there saying, man, I still didn't even get my unemployment from this latest round of COVID stimulus. Well, Tom Brady got $960,000 from the government. How does that make you feel? Doesn't help to this narrative that, You know, athletes are kind of out of touch with reality, huh? And there's probably going to be more signatures to come, I'm sure. This was first reported back in December. Will Brady return the money? Should he return the money? You just want to say, yeah, he's playing within the rules. Why should he have to give the money back? Well, because he's Tom Brady and he has more money than God. And Lord knows, he could just take that money and put it to use. If I was Brady, here's what I would do. Not that Tom's probably watching or in the habit of watching this show. If I were Tom Brady, I'd say, you know what? I'll foot the bill. I'm going to give the $960,000. I'm going to give $960,000 to Texas Storm Relief or a soup kitchen somewhere in Boston or in Tampa or wherever he wants to. Because I wouldn't fault a guy if he wanted to give money to somebody else. But if I'm Brady, I look at this, it's not a good look. Give the money to people who need it. You don't need $960,000 to keep your business afloat. You're Tom Brady. How much money is... Let's do the... Let's find out. How much money has Brady made? Let's see how much money Brady's made in his career. (laughs) You want to feel better or worse about your life? This will do it for you. Tom Brady and his NFL career. You ready? Let's see if at home, you, I'll give you a second to guess how much money Tom Brady's made in his career. And by the way, he gets paid well to do something he does very well. So I don't have any gripe with that. But here it is 263.5% million dollars after this last season, $263 million. And he needed 990 or 960,000 in PPP loans to keep his government afloat. That's just by the way, what he's made from his contracts with football teams. That's not even to talk about what he has made in endorsements and all of those other things that You know, athletes get appearances, all that stuff. (laughs) Uh, Just give the money back, Tom. Do the right thing. You know what the right thing is. See if he does. All right, I'm out of time. I don't have time to do this WWE story. I'll hold that over until our uh, Friday-slash-Saturday show because um, I don't want to give it short shrift, given that it's an, it's actually a pretty significant story. Uh, and it, it surrounds concussions and head injuries and things like that. And I think that's something important. So we'll give that a little more time. We'll do that uh, on the Friday slash Saturday edition of the show. But that's going to wrap it up for us. Where did the hour go? I don't know. This episode of Up Late is in the books. I appreciate you being a part of it. Don't forget, like us, follow us, Facebook, the intersecting media page, Twitch, intersecting media page, YouTube, the intersecting media page. I'm on Twitter at the back page, the Up Late with Jason Page podcast. When you can, subscribe. Comes to courtesy of Believe B-L-E-A-V, the Up Late with Jason Page podcast. Go and check it out. I'm trying to think if I got anything else to throw in here while the music plays us out. Hmm. I look like Steve from Blues Clues with this shirt on. It's got a little bit of that blues clues look, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. If you know how to get a dog to Singapore, call me. How do we get a dog to Singapore? We got to figure it out. (laughs) My poor dog. Stuck in the U.S. Maybe somebody will see our SOS and help us figure out how to get the pooch here. All right, I'll see you all on Friday slash Saturday. Mask up, stay safe. I'm Jason Page. I'll see you next time.